Hello, friends, and welcome to the Masters Week. <laughs> Big week for us golf fans, so we'll bring it in. Hopefully with the Masters music in the background, if it's not a copyright violation. <laughs> if All right, it is. this is too soft. We need to ramp it up. Get the energy back up in here. It's the Masters. It's the Masters. I please, tone, how we talk. please tone yourself down, sir. <laughs> it's hard You'll for me to escorted. do. You'll be escorted. I don't even know if that's possible for me to do. This is really actually weird. All right, we won't. All right. Yeah, we won't do it the whole time, but just wanted to do it for the intro. <clears throat> so, you know, we are back better than ever for the Masters Week coverage. So I guess we should talk about a few financial topics first, but then we'll get into some, some uh, you know, eventual winners, right? Because I think Tony completely nailed it last year. No, um, it wasn't the Masters. I think it was like one of the Opens. Uh, yeah. I, I, got, I got Cam Smith. Yep. So we'll, we'll talk about all that fun stuff and let's see if I can nail it down this year. I got the best bet out there. I'm ready to talk <laughs> about it. Yeah. And then we got Derek. He's wearing his, his Masters green. Oh, yeah. He's got his green coffee mug. Man, it's... Ballin. <laughs> the coffee mug is a coincidence, but I will take it. <clears throat> yeah, one, the one good thing from the pandemic was the Masters shop. You, you can only get that gear on the course, but they had to put it online, so they put the shop online. So uh, one of my buddy's sister actually worked uh, the event, um, so was able to get me some nice. of the gear. So wow. It's always good uh, to know yeah. people, right? <laughs> I, I did not. I was not. Uh, aware of this information thanks for sharing <laughs> appreciate that it was um there was a lot of people <laughs> signed in online to take no, i can only imagine <laughs> yeah it's like the the shoe drops or the uh, ticket drop sales mm, like yep. everyone just goes in and tries yeah, to it's like it, it up it's quickly. like it's like a taylor swift concert <laughs> <laughs> you, might resell, you, you can probably resell that for like some you value. can you're the only way i mean the only way you can really get it is like after the masters like all the gear all the master's gear on, on eBay. You know what yeah. I'm going to start to do? I, I shouldn't give out this free advice. I'm going to develop oh. like an algorithm through ChatGPT. <laughs> I mean, use ChatGPT to snag up like gear from investments. Like, well, I mean, we're not talking about, standpoint. I mean, that's a good canceled section because they're talking about punting <laughs> on that AI stuff, man. Oh, we're, Which we're, we were talking about several weeks ago. Like, oh, yeah. I'm scared. <clears throat> I mean, I'm, I might not know the most about AI, but it sure seems scary. I feel like... Uh, Get yeah, to the chopper. That, that iRobot movie. I'll be movie. back. Terminator is going to be here. I'll tell you. Anyway, what we got today? We're like way off topic, way off track. Sorry, sorry guys. We, no, uh, all right. So, yeah, we'll, we're, let's, uh, we'll talk about um, you know President Trump a little bit um, and, and how it relates to the market. You know, do, Does the market really care who the president is? So we'll touch on that a little bit. Um, got an interesting question, so we'll talk about it. Uh, basically, hey, you know, if you got a, a tax refund, how how would you invest that money? So we'll we'll talk about a couple ideas. I uh, got a good canceled, and uh, yeah, we'll get into the masters picks as well. So quite a uh, surreal scene yesterday, um, which you know didn't really hit me until you know I you, you saw the guy <laughs> in the courtroom, uh, former president of the United States. Um, so yeah, what did you guys you know think of the moment, the the circus that that was going on around there and. Um, you know, it seems pretty obvious that they're trying to make Trump not run in 2024. So do you think, um, you know, do you, how do you think that will affect the markets? 
Um, if he's go not ahead. I think there's two, there's two questions there. I think one is what do I think about the actual indictment, Trump himself, and what do I think the market impact or economic impact could be if Trump were not to run? Answer number one, I, I think this, I mean, there's two motivations here. One is absolutely 100% there is a political motivation there. The other thing is, I mean, you're innocent until proven guilty. Like you are in this not world. Not according to Nancy Pelosi. You are Pelosi. innocent <laughs> until proven guilty in this world. And the problem, Go though, talk to Nancy. the problem is, do I personally think Trump probably did something wrong? Probably. I mean, just Trump, Trump is out there and he's who knows what Trump does. Did he probably do something wrong? Probably. But it's not for me to say it's for the court system to say and he's innocent until that happens. Um, but there is a political motivation attached to it. So probably both sides are somewhat right in the end. But but, uh, you know, the impact of it. From the market standpoint, it's very minimal, in my opinion. I, 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 don't, I really don't why, think why Trump... Is it, why is it coming out now? Like, what, Didn't that happen like six years ago? Four, like Seven. Or, seven yeah, seven, yeah. Seven, like, 2016. And it was that, about that, uh, an incident that allegedly took place in 2005 or six, something like that. <laughs> That's what I mean, man. It, it's just, <laughs> well, it's really about the campaign donation stuff, right? Mm-hmm. It's not about the Stormy Daniel. I, like, it's, it's not, from my understanding, it's, it's more about the campaign yeah, they, finance stuff. Yeah. But the other thing is the the indictments or the the I don't know how it exactly works, but how mm-hmm. how the 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 charges said were in they laid out twenty seventeen they were filed like or not filed in twenty seventeen they were founded upon like in twenty seventeen. Mm-hmm. How is it founded after the election and after your he's president? How is it that how is it like that? There's just a lot of weird. Yeah, stuff right, very, everything's weird. But even if Trump ran, I'll, I'll be straight up. I don't think Trump would win. Who would he lose to? DeSantis. I do think DeSantis will be our next president. Huh. Mm. I don't know. Like I, I was reading, <laughs> I was reading an article the other, the other, no, actually last night, um, about how the this this author of this article said that DeSantis isn't ready because he's kind of botching his war with Disney down in Florida because mm-hmm. he 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 made a move and then they countered and and shut him down. Yep. Uh, you know, like there's a lot of political things going on down there um i view to say i thought it was an, i thought it was an interesting article it made me think a little bit but uh at the end of the day i think i think a lot of people like him including obviously florida but yeah. um you know he he fits the he's not as i'll call it obnoxious as, as donald <laughs> trump um i think he is um, a little bit more level-headed um still demands respect um and he's youthful yeah. Well, that's the key word. That's there. the key word, man. I, I really do. I, I'm. You, you look at everyone that's in office right now, and it's like, you know, you have to be seven years old and plus <laughs> to get in these days. It feels like, and that's just, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't. I just know personally. I can't imagine where my mind was going to be fifty years from now. Like how, you know, it's it just it's crazy to think that this world is run. I know the wisdom. There's a wisdom factor there. There absolutely is. You know, understand True. how life works. But that that being said, there comes a point in time when the whole entire system is run by people who don't. The system changes over time, and you have to have that young driving drive mentality. Also, you have to look strong compared to other countries. You have to have that. And I think a young person kind of portrays that. Even Donald Trump, he's a little old. He's too old. Like he he's yeah he's stronger because he's kind of an asshole. But that DeSantis is like. The, who you would look at as like a, 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 a captain in the military, which I know he was in the military. He He's like the admiral, like you kind of look How at. How about right? just focused? You know, we're, we're, we're sitting here talking about all these weird like social issues and everyone else is teaming up. It feels like everyone's teaming up against us around the world. But 
at the end of the day, um, you know, if, if it's Republic, you know, a uh, Republican president wins democratic president, Republican, they're going to, you know, they're probably going to keep lower taxes. Uh, probably, um, they'll want to keep taxes low to generate growth, to, to stimulate economic growth with lower taxes. And that's what Trump did. Um, and I mean, I guess the markets would rejoice if a Democrat wins because then there's just easy money. We're just going to print some more. Here's the way. Know. Here's the simple way. And this, this is way more complicated than what I'm about to say. Here's the way I think about it. If a Democratic uh, person wins in 2024, they will trade long-term pain for short-term gain by printing money and, and trying to stimulate the economy. Mm-hmm. If a Republican wins, they'll, ha- they'll trade short-term, somewhat short-term pain for long-term gain is the way I look at it. In yep. a simplistic manner. Yeah. In the most simplistic way I could say it. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I just think that the Republicans will keep, will try and reverse all higher taxes, things like that, try and stimulate growth. And you know, As long as Republicans do what they say they're going to do. <laughs> because right now, Republicans and Democrats are the same culprit of the same thing. Yeah. <clears throat> well, at this point, you know, I don't, I would normally say, hey, it's great, you know, if, uh, you know, the Republicans can get back into the White House because in theory they would be more fiscally conservative. But I haven't seen any of that in the last, uh, you know, since Trump was in office. He, he was spending just as – well, not as much. Um, but I think it's the taxes that are really the big components when it relates to the market um, because if the Democrats pass their lofty uh, tax expectations, it's going to seriously – impact the economy and, and, and slow it down it's especially on the corporate tax side yeah I, and at the end of the day i mean i know this isn't probably as motivated for the you know for the markets but man education i i'd love to start hearing somebody talk about that because mm-hmm. we're, we're raising a bunch of dummies right now <laughs> according according to the statistics oh, like yeah. all, the, all the eighth graders are failing Yep, they can't read and they can't read and add, and everyone's two years behind. <laughs> yeah, it's bananas, man. Yep. And and you want to really fall back economically, raise raise a bunch of people that don't know what they're doing, yep. that that can't pass tests, that are not smart. While all the baby boomers are exiting the workforce, it's not mm-hmm. not a good combination. <laughs> I no. can tell you that. Well, yeah. and what are they failing at too? What are they being taught? That's another question you have to really <laughs> think about too. Is yep. are they even being taught the right stuff? Are they being taught how to function within a capitalistic system and innovate and think for themselves or just work for somebody else? Right. Well, but didn't didn't, didn't we didn't somebody pull up uh, the thing from Twitter that most uh, what Gen Zs? So that's like oh yeah, you know, everyone between what the ages of like twenty and thirty or something no, like that. Gen Zs uh, cut what? off twenty six. Twenty six, age twenty six. They all want to be rolling in in luxury cars. Twenty six and below. Twenty six and below. All all need Beamers and. All need Beamers, Mercedes, Mercedes. Porsches. It was 39%. So the the number one. So, you know, it's the basically the last four generations. And the question was, you know, who who wants a luxury car, basically? And, you know, Boomers, it was 12. Gen X, it was like 19. Um, But way up at the top at 39% was Gen Z. I just don't know how these people afford. <laughs> they, they, can't. they They don't afford. They're living they just, at they home. They see it on social media and they're like, "Oh yeah, this is this is how we live." With but this is why we're going to have rollies. issues. This yeah. is why this we're, is we're, why they're not, we... they're not saving. They're not being self sufficient and living on their own. <laughs> like they're, I don't know. All right, that'll they're, they're, being to brain, get off they're being brainwashed. They're, they're, being, <laughs> they're being brainwashed. We yeah. live in such a materialistic world. <laughs> All right. I mean. Why? Why is everything so materialistic? Why? Why can't you be more experience focused? Social. Social media. 
bad. That's why. <laughs> All right. Um, so you get, uh, you know, a, a nice $5,000 refund check from Uncle Sam. Yeah, let's change subjects. Where, right. where are you guys putting that? <laughs> Tony's like, let's, just, let's, get off, let's get off this lawn and, and just move on. So, Kids these but, days, I tell I mean, you. So, so it's funny. To see, I, actually, so, so I just got a security system added in my house. Real quick. I'm sorry. I just got a security system added in my house. I saw my buddy. He had a, he, he actually shipped a package to my house, apparently. And he came over. I picked up his package. I texted him, get off my lawn. It was like a good feeling. Anyway. anyway so, but did we even answer the question? Like, does the market care of who the next president is? They care, but it doesn't matter whether it's Trump. I think it's more Democrat or Republican. Yep. I agree. I agree. All right. All right. Every, if you're getting a, a stimulus, or not a stimulus, if you're, getting, if you're getting a tax refund this, this year, where do you put it? Right so, now. So right I, now. I, the way I interpret this question is where would I put cash to work right now if I just came into a tax refund check? And where I personally would put it. <laughs> Puts? Uh, no. <laughs> no, actually, I think the best trade right there, and it's worked very well, um, especially in a lot of our clients' accounts that aren't, you know, really aggressive, risky, and all in stocks. Um, you know, the most majority of our clients own some sort of bonds. Bonds. I would throw my money right now, and I would, I would actually personally – um, I would even go longer date. I'd go, you know, uh, you know, I'd ladder in one year treasuries, five year, tre- you know, seven year treasuries, 10 year and 30 year treasuries. I'd ladder in even with some duration because mm-hmm. I think you're going to see a lot of uh, risk or flight to safety, a lot of flight to safety over the next year. So rather than puts and trying to time when the market's going to go down, I'd rather just bet on the, the market will go down and people are scared and I'm going to bet on bond values uh, increasing in value and yields continuing to go down, not because of rates going lower or lower. Well, I was going to say that's the safety. reason. I mean, okay, so you think it's even it's it's tilted more towards safety like rather to safety. rather than yes, sir. Uh, lowering interest rates. Yes, sir. I think the interesting the lowering of interest rates because the, the two-year and that's even nice, treasury – Literally a month ago was five percent. It is below four now, and if like we, it, a lot of flocking. And if we pivot, that's just icing on the t- cake. Yeah, for bonds. <laughs> yeah, and I, I I don't mind that that pick. It's not a it's not definitely not a home run. You ain't gonna three x your money. The TLT, right? You never know with TLT, you could make fifty percent. Okay. All right, <laughs> Derek. All right. Well, that's a really good one. Um, you know, I would. I know one area where I would go that I know someone else is going to take, so I won't go there. No, go um, ahead. I can take, um, you know, my amazing master's bets. That those would definitely be worth five thousand um, bucks. But you know, right now, uh, I would probably just do a good old fashioned SPY. You know, if I if I didn't have uh, the bond market uh, at my disposal, um, I think it's going to be higher at the end of the year than it is today. Uh, even though we've had a little bit of a run, um, I do think the um, I think the jobs are th- definitely getting destroyed. Um, I think all of the other problems are causing people not to spend. I think inflation is going to actually start to meaningfully go down, um, and I think that will cause a, a pop to the market because everyone just desperately wants to get back into the market. You see it any every day that there's. You know, decent news. Do, out do, there. Does it go up because of the "don't fight the Fed" mentality? Do you feel that there's going to be a not a not even a pause, but a pivot where they start coming down with rates and you know the old the old saying "don't fight the Fed" and mm-hmm. is that is that what you're thinking or just thinking people are getting lonely on the sidelines and they want to get money in? I think you know getting over the hump is finally going to happen. So where um. 
yes on you know not fighting the fed you know i do think i don't think they're going to start lowering interest rates by the end of the year um but i think what we're going to see is inflation is actually going to start to finally get in check a little bit um and i think that's going to be the the catalyst that these businesses need to get more profitable again okay i am i am worried about inflation and it stems from where OPEC, the oil producers, um, and what the Saudis said this last week. They said that they're going to cut a billion, or I'm sorry, a million barrels a week, right? Um, and gas price, you know, a barrel of oil spiked over the weekend. It went up like five, six, seven percent. It's uh, around eighty dollars. That's kind of like a like a technical holding, uh, maybe even a psychological holding, and. One of the things is that <clears throat> I, there's two reasons that they that I kind of land on why they did that. A, they are fighting back against the United States for because the United States came out and said we are not filling the strategic petroleum reserves. Imagine that. Uh, and the other reason they could be cutting is that maybe there is fear that there's a, a global slowdown such as China. Maybe maybe they feel that, hey, rather than having all this supply, we want our oil to be between you know 65 and $80 a barrel. So we're just going to cut rates now. If we're wrong, we'll make a ton of money. And if we're, you know, and if, if there is an economic slowdown, um, you know, price will stabilize somewhere in the 70, you know, lower, closer to the $65. So I am worried about inflation. I feel that our job, our job uh, market is still strong and we are still going to need oil. And I feel that there's going to be an oil jump uh, this summer, you know, so in here, here in Ohio, we're, we're used to like low $3 gas. I can see us going well over $4 this summer. Uh, and with that, that is anti, you know, that, that is inflationary. That yep, is going sure. to creep into people's, pocketbooks because that is you know that that is one of our main expenses is as energy so you're food so you're telling me i should book my flights right now yes the summer i i I honestly do i i honestly feel that would that move this week is going to destroy gas prices this summer uh to the will will be above the four dollars uh four dollars a gallon at least here in ohio um so with that being said my pick would be fang and I'm not talking Facebook, Apple, Netflix, and Google. <laughs> I'm talking Fang, uh, Diamondback Energy. Uh, they are they do everything in the energy sector. Uh, when they they had a pop earlier this week, and I feel that if um, oil continues down this path of there is demand for it because there is still jobs out there. Uh, there is still economic growth. We do see a pivot from the Fed. Uh, we do see some economic growth. Um, I feel that we're going to see inflationary issues and specifically in energy, specifically gasoline. And Fang is one of the, the best. We hold it in our stock portfolio. Um, so that's where I land. That's a good one. So I was going to say Bitcoin. Everyone, you know, everyone's getting scared. Hey, everyone's t- getting scared of the dollar right now. Tony and, pivoted. Uh, you know, I, I was going to go with the, the, the my ultimate like 
you know, like no one even knows how to use Bitcoin, but they want to buy it uh, <laughs> theory. But I'm I'm going to stick with something that you know I'm I'm a little bit more. I mean, Bitcoin with. is up, you know, oh, like thirty percent the past month. Mm-hmm. I, know. I know, not man. up to a million dollars yet, though. Well, yeah, the guy from Bit- or, uh, Coinbase is losing the bet right now. Like, yeah. He's about to owe a couple million bucks. But yeah. This is what it is. All right, so. We got SPY, we got Fang, and and we got and treasury, ladder treasuries. Ladder treasuries. <laughs> All right, sounds like a diverse portfolio. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's what it's about. A third, a third, a third. We're good to go. <laughs> All right, uh, really quick. Cancel affordable gas. Yeah, you know, I just kind of started that. Yeah, mm-hmm. you hit it perfectly. I mean, basically at the end of the day, I mean, canceled past five months. We are hitting the the. The highest it's been in five months. Um, the gas prices all around the U.S. and what you just talked about, Tony. You hit the nail on the head. OPEC um, cutting supply. Um, you know that had a big uh, hit or, or increase to the oil market. And yeah, Russia jumped that. in there too and said, "Oh, we're going five hundred barrels." You know, that, so. oil. Listen, at the end of the day, oil is how America kind of got built. It, you know, for past past hundred years. <laughs> it's one of the biggest con- 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 contributing factors to I, why the U.S. is the way it is now. So, it, I mean, I was having oil good, is political. I was having a great conversation with a client, and it's just like I'm all for cleaner stuff and more efficient energy you know more efficient energy cheaper energy cleaner energy whatever you want to call it and if that's a transition to electrified vehicles or whatever but you cannot do it tomorrow it's just we're not built for that right and this pushing those agendas really mess everything up you know and and i know capitalism free markets work (laughs) (laughs) right um but here in ohio as soon as um i mean gas went up 30 or 40 cents over the last three days I just truly feel so one of two things are going to happen. Um, you know, there is a global slowdown and and oil will, you know, uh, settle back down. It'll come off that $80 and get back closer to 70. Um, or, you know, the, the, the Saudis and, and Russia are saying, OK, we're just going to jam everybody right now yeah. <laughs> and, and make money. And there isn't a global slowdown. There is demand in a barrel of gas spikes. Yep. So that's kind of where I feel. I, I but I, I feel that gas will be over four dollars here in Ohio at least. I, yeah. I think it's interesting. I think you'll have almost a double whammy situation. I think you're you're gonna have oil cuts, supply cuts because demand is falling at the same time. Demand supply and demand, you know, works in synergy. When supply is down and demand is down, prices don't really budge, right? Right. So, uh, or, you know, when supply is normal and the demand falls, yeah, you have decrease in value. So I think in the summertime, you actually are going to have recessionary pressures. Demand's not going to be there necessarily. In the higher gasoline goes, the less demand there is. But because of less supply, it's going to basically be a wash. So, yeah. Uh, you think they'll, you think, Prices will stabilize. No, I think prices will go higher, like you said. But at the same time, the demand—it's not because of demand; it's because of supply. Right. Okay. <clears throat> All right. All right, Derek. You have any any idea or any 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 uh, insight on the cancellation on affordable gas? Uh, no. You know, I think you guys are are right there. That's exactly what I'm expecting too. Um, <clears throat> and that it is a definite component to that inflation that I was talking about before. Um, although no one can afford cars anymore, so I don't know. <laughs> Apparently Gen Z's can. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, but- well, there's another, there's another thing though. Um, you know, I would assume that if a Republican wins the presidential uh, election coming up that, you know, domestic energy 
will ramp back up. I would I would make that assumption. Mm-hmm. And if that it takes happens, years though, I know because they 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 turned it off. It will take years to you know like the the, the Keystone pipeline. I, I'm sure I, I would imagine they're conducting maintenance on it. I'm sure they just didn't abandon it. But to get that moving again, I can only imagine yeah. the the work that would go in there. But I'm sure the initiative would be leaning towards, you know, uh, domestic domestic energy. I see Derek over there just like itching. He's like, let's get let's get to the golf. Right, let's, let's get, get to, to the let's golf. Let's get pitch. to it. Let's get to it. Masters week. <laughs> Whew. All right. So this is the game that I'd like to play with you guys. So we pick one. We pick one favorite. You know, like there's, you know, the the, the big names. Yep. You know, who, who, what of the big names do you want to do it? But I was telling you guys before uh, the podcast that. The so the favorites are like Scotty Scheffler, Rory, John Rahm. They're all single digit, you know, seven, six, seven, eight to one odds. The average master winner over the last like ten years or something has been thirty seven to one. So it hasn't been really a favorite. So keep that in mind uh, when you're picking your uh, maybe your dark horse. I want to. I, I like you guys to come up with a favorite, a dark horse, and we got the the evil empire invading augusta yep. that is the live tour players right yep um interesting how that's gonna you know how that's playing out we'll see how that plays out but so uh, pick one of your favorites pick your dark horse and who's your favorite favorite live tour player that who could win or finish the highest so all right sounds good D, you started off my man all right so yeah you know i've um <clears throat> the I believe this is the first time, right? The live players have been back on the PGA tour. Yeah. Um, so, and you have to get invited to the masters. So, you know, I believe it's 19 live players are at the masters. I could be wrong about that, but I thought that's what I heard. Um, so, you know, some interesting storylines there. Uh, everyone seems to be kind of like backing away from their extreme positions. Um, except probably Rory. Cause that guy is just grumpy. Uh, as I'll get out. So um, he's he's fairly, been fairly annoying <laughs> in the last six months. Um, the reason why no one bets on golf is because it's basically impossible <laughs> to, to, to make money and pick the winners. Um, on, on this first page of, you know, 20 golfers, any one of them could win. Um, and probably half of those 20 will miss the cut and not even be around on the weekend. Um, so, you know, it's, it's always high drama, um, on, on the, on the favorites, you know, I think I'm on John Rahm. Uh, he's, he has a bunch of wins already, uh, this year. He's pretty much the best player in the world, even though I don't think he's ranked number one. I think that's Scotty Scheffler. Um, but as Tony said, you know, the, the favorites, uh, rarely win. Uh, but John Rahm is definitely, um, my top choice in, in that top, you know, five or six odds. Okay. I, I think my, my, my favorite yet somewhat underdog, I know this could go with like Dark Horse, but I have a, another one for Dark Horse. I, I think Jason, I, I don't really follow this that much. I'm not going to act like an expert, but Jason Day. Like, I think Jason Day has a shot. He's coming back from last year. He didn't participate in the Masters. He's coming back this year, kind of reinvented himself. Mm-hmm. I kind of like a guy who can reinvent himself who was at the top before, who, um, you know, isn't at the top now, and he's, he's hungry. Because, you know, one. it's an ego thing. Yeah, I got him circled right here. He's twenty-five to one, so like the twelfth favorite. Um, but yeah, he uh, he had some injury issues. He redid his swing, um, and he's now playing very well. 
um, and plays out of Columbus, I believe. So he's an Ohio person. Uh, he's Australian, but um, <laughs> he, he lives down in Columbus. He, right? His his wife went to Ohio State, I believe. Um, so yeah, that's a good one. All right. So if we're looking at favorites, um, the three three things that or actually there's four things that help you at Augusta: hitting the ball far. <laughs> so I mean that's kind of <laughs> oxymoron. You know, obviously you want to hit the ball far, but the the rough is 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 low. Uh, the fairways are wide, and it's a bomber's paradise, believe it or not. Dinger City. So the, the, hitting the long ball is, is a big deal. Second thing is experience matters. Experience is a very big key because the greens are so undulated. So uh, it is also a second, a second shot course because the fairways are so wide, and you can't get in, quote-unquote, too much trouble. But because the greens are so undulated – it is a second shot course and you do not need, even though the greens are undulated and they're fast, you do not need to be a good putter. It is more about the second shot at Augusta. So with that being said, my favorite would be Colin Morikawa. So he's a very good, um, iron player. Uh, and he, um, he he's a good putter, but he's not the best. Um, so, but I, I he's been in contention the last few years, and um, I, I just think that Colin Morikawa's got a, a good shot at putting on the green jacket this year. So that's my favorite. What about dark horses? Someone that's a little bit off. The- I'm gonna go Tiger Woods. Ooh, Tiger, Tiger Woods <laughs> I'm gonna go Tiger Woods. I think he's another guy that I don't know. He's um, he's old and he's beat up. <laughs> <laughs> he's been through a lot. But I don't know. I think this year, a lot of shit's happened the past couple of years that are weird. What's 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 another thing that's weird than possibly Tiger Woods coming making a comeback? Yep, and Tony's right. You know that that's how he won uh, a few years back. You know you can golf, you can think your way around that course and win. And, and to give you a little bit of background, I do have money online here. So <laughs> oh yeah, tell wants, us about your hot take parlay the, the hot, hot parlay. You know, I I got like a little profit boost type deal this morning when I woke up. I'm like, yeah, hey, I'm, I'm gonna look through this on FanDuel, and I took Jason Day, Jordan Spieth, Colin Murakawa, and uh, Tiger Woods all to place in the top 20. So that pays out. I put 25 bucks on the line. It pays out a thousand bucks. So let's nice. see how it Fantastic. works out. Um, you're always going to get the worst odds on Tiger Woods because everyone bets on Tiger Woods. He's like um, plus 200 uh, to finish top 20 by himself, so we'll mm-hmm. see what happens. Um, yeah, so my my uh, dark horse would be Justin Rose, 75 to 1. Mm-hmm. Um, the experience is the big thing there. Um, and he's always – he's just so consistent with, the like Tony was saying, the greens and the fairways. So he always seems to be on the final page of the leaderboard. Um so that's pretty good value at seventy five to one. All right. I'm gonna go <clears throat> with Patrick Reed. Oh. He's a past winner. He has plenty of experience. He's been playing pretty well on the live tour. Um and he's the ultimate villain. Like what a way for you know, uh, what a way for the PGA and the Live Tour to like become ultimate rivals with one of the live tour players mm-hmm. winning the masters. It like, would be amazing. It would be epic. It would be like amazing. it would, it would actually might actually turn golf around where there's two leagues that compete against each other. Mm-hmm. Could be in like in baseball where you got the American League and National League. Like it could, it could 
ramp up something unique. Um, But I'm going to go with a past winner, second shot player, experience. He's not really a bomber, but I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to go with a past winner. uh, And Patrick Green, he's like 80 to one. So, all right. Any, and then, so live, live tour players, anyone, you, anyone you like, uh, you know, there's about like, what'd you, Derek, what'd you say? Like 18 of them? Yeah, I think there's 19. Yeah. Um, Some past winners, obviously some just. You know, get special invitations. They've won in the last year, things like that. So, um, Luke, do you have a, a live? I'm going to stay away from this one. Okay, <laughs> this is not my hot spot. I barely had a hot spot the past two ones, so right. I'm going to let you guys run with this. You get, not your lane. This <laughs> is I'm going to stay <laughs> stay in my lane. All right, Derek. So you know, I <clears throat> a lot of the players that went to the live, I, I were my favorite players. So Dustin Johnson, <laughs> yeah. Brooks Kapka. And uh, Cam Smith were pretty much my favorite players. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I liked, I really enjoyed watching them. Uh, so, but my my live pick is going to be uh, Brooksy, Brooks Kapka. Mm-hmm. He just won last week. I actually watched some live golf last weekend on my TV. It was on forty three, I think, <laughs> locally here, the CW or something. <laughs> um, but he won, and he was looking amazing. Really? Yeah, like old style Brooks. So he'll he'll be my live. One I circled that I didn't talk about, Harold Varner the third, um, just seems like a like he can kind of will himself up the leaderboard, and I think a lot of smack has been talked on that guy, and I think he's gonna come out blazing. So two hundred and twenty five to one might not win the whole thing, but hey, uh, you a put name two to watch. Two bucks on that, yeah. you win five hundred. So. <laughs> yeah, I wonder what the top twenty pay. You know, the top, yeah. top twenty or top ten. If you, I, I don't mind Varner. You know, he rocks that. Uh, the Jordans, the Jordans and yeah. stuff, you know him and I think um, who else does it? Uh, Keegan Bradley rocks the yeah. Jordans. I love it. Um, so I already talked about one live player, um, and so I'm kind of forced to talk about another. Um, Reed was my my dark my dark horse. You, Derek, you mentioned the top three: the Cam Smith, uh, Dustin Johnson, and Brooks Kepka. Like those are the cream of the crop, right? Yeah. Um, I I'm gonna cross off Brooks just because it's like. I don't know if that guy cares. <laughs> he could care one week and not care the next. He could have got paid last week, and he's like, "All right, man, I guess I got a vacation to Augusta." He That's seems cool. to care. That's why I picked him. Like, really? He he, he, he seemed to be dialed in last week because really? I think he was getting himself psyched up for the Masters. Really? Okay. I, I, I'm personally going to go again with a past winner. I'm going to go with DJ Dustin yep. Johnson. Um, fits the criteria. He's a bomber. Experience. Um, okay, putter. Um, and, and second shot guy, like, I mean that he's got all the tools. Mm -hmm. Um, let's just hope that, you know, the sword is sharp, uh, coming, you know, playing in the live. I, they, they pay out so much and they've gotten such high signing bonuses. I don't know what the hunger is Mm -hmm. for guys that play over there other than sportsmanship so i don't i don't know we'll see. Yeah. it's going to be really I fully fun to expect watch. to see either Derek or tony playing the masters at some point <laughs> in their life so that's a good let's end it with that so tony if you played you know from the tips oh, where, where the pros are playing from the same exact course this week i believe it's a par 71 71 um what do you think you would shoot Oof. um realistically from the tips at augusta um, I, I, if I kept it, oh, Jesus, I'm, I'm, I'm in mid season form. I'm playing some of my best golf. If I kept it 95 between nine, about 95 plus or minus a shot, I think would be my goal. Like just mm-hmm. keeping it under a hundred would be my, that would be my goal. 
You have zero chance of breaking 100 <laughs> at Augusta. <laughs> no chance whatsoever. I would say I would no shoot about Derek. 125 to 130. Really? Yeah, yeah you're, you're, going, you're going super high, <laughs> yeah. huh? I mean, well, who, who wins every shot has to be perfect. Like, I don't think people understand. Like, just the greens are going to add 20 shots to my, to my game. Because it's you have to land it perfectly. I, I, I once in two thousand and six was lucky enough to go once. Yeah, a whole 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 number nine. Like the elevation, it's like thirty feet above your head. And if you hit it short, like on the green, like ten feet away from the pin, it rolls all the way back down to the bottom. Mm-hmm. Like I watched Fred Couples miss that shot, come all the way down, down at the bottom of the hill, hit it short, go to the bottom again. <laughs> Hit it short a third time. Like I watched him do this, and this was, you know, almost you twenty years ago. You basically laughed me off of yeah. this podcast. <laughs> like, so who wins between the both of you, real quick? Just real quick. I oh. mean, it would be a toss up, but so yeah, you both are about would, the same level. I, I Derek, Derek and I played plenty of golf together. He hits it further than I do. Um, I feel that my kind of my approach game and my around the green game mm-hmm. is is a little bit tighter. So it'd be interesting. It's all in the hips. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and plus, you know, D being seven inches taller than us, you know, probably helps a little bit too. I was, with, I was with, 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 with a little bit of, uh, with a little bit of the uh, turn. Or if I can keep it in play, yeah. I, I could do all right. There, there's the other thing. I, I typically so keep, I don't hit it as far, but I keep it in play and Derek does not. Oh, wow, man. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you everyone again for always listening to the capitalist investor. We will see you guys next week. Hope you guys enjoyed and we'll see you next week who won uh, the picks. The opinions expressed in the podcast are for general informational purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any investment, legal, financial, or tax strategy. It is only intended to provide education about the financial industry. Please consult a qualified professional about your individual needs.